Welcome to the Ford Marketing Podcast, the podcast that covers internet marketing strategies and leadership tactics to move your business forward with your host, Joshua Jarvis. Hi, and welcome back to Ford Marketing Podcast. That's the number four RD Marketing Podcast, where we want to move your business forward. This is Joshua Jarvis, your host, and I'm really excited. We're wrapping up this uh, sort of SEO series, search optimization series for you guys. And today's episode is all about the questions that you guys sent in via email. And uh, and I'm just so excited. I thank you so much. If you want to email me anytime, just joshua at fordmarketing.com. And uh, I'd be happy to uh, to reply back to that and help you out any way I can. But you guys sent in us a bunch of great questions. And I just kind of want to do a little recap in case you jumped in a little bit late. So we started Ah, several episodes ago, we started with sort of what is the fundamental thing of SEO, search and optimization. We talked about site structure, and we even used the word siloing. And I think it was something, it was really kind of a, a, a aha moment even I had by going over the episode of, you know, really trying to stay on topic. And we followed that up with SEO sort of 101 and 102, which is the nine fundamental components of SEO success. And it went for anything from your title tag and your meta description to talking about chronicalization and why you need that. Uh, and then we went to the probably the most important thing, the single most important thing you can do is build quality links. And we talked about the nine most effective strategies of building links for your site. In fact, it's the number one question on Quora as far as uh, you see that over and over again. How do I build links? How do I build links? How do I build links? And I can guarantee you it's not Fiverr. Go back and listen to that up. And so we give you nine amazing ways to build links and actually generate traffic and build your domain authority. And then last week we covered keyword research. That was probably the most brutal episode for me, to be honest with you. It might have been brutal for you. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I don't do well when I'm just sort of looking at numbers. I like analytics. I like this where it tells me where to go. But just sort of breaking down that process, I mean, just my, my, I think my face was melting as I was just kind of going over it. Um, but it is worth doing. In fact, as a small business owner, um, I think you can get away with doing it maybe once every quarter, once once every other half, sort of half a year, just to make sure you know where your content needs to be. You know, so you should be doing that. Uh, but today's episode is all about you and all about the questions that you asked. And uh, like I said, I'm so excited to have some of these questions for, from you. So I got a question from Cheryl and she says, uh, what is SEO? <laughs> So I thought that was great. I said search and optimization thinking that she just wanted the definition of the acronym. And no, no, no. She just kind of was like, well, what is it? How does it work? And all that. And so in my sort of maybe rudimentary, like if you're an SEO guru and you're listening to me, you're, you're probably not going to like any of my answers. Um, but my answers are directed to small business owners, entrepreneurs, people who want to do sort of SEO either on their own or just want to be able to evaluate uh, SEO people. And so what is SEO really? So what I do, and maybe it's the best way to answer this question is kind of how I approach search and optimization for a website is I'm going to look at the site structure, which is that one episode we already talked about. I'm going to see, are we covering the topics we need to, to generate leads? I'm going to look at our competition in that same space. So if this is an insurance company, I'm going to look at other insurance companies. What are they doing to generate leads? So it's not just sort of putting keywords on a page, but it's also understanding the overall strategy of a website. 
So what's the strategy? So that's the first thing I'm gonna look at. Once I've gotten the strategy down, then we do some sort of basic SEO stuff. We run an audit on it. We look for things that uh, we covered in one of the episodes, some of the mistakes that SEO people make, you know, having uh, sort of orphan pages, having pages where the file's not found, having bad linking, um, those sort of things. So I look for all of those sort of technical aspects on the technical SEO side of things. Um, what is our title tag? Is it too long? Uh, but then we go into individual pages that we know that should be ranking and make sure that they're optimized. So if you were write if you were to write a blog post and you had a title on it, is it the most effective title cause someone to click on it? Right? Because that's going to increase your click through rate. It's going to increase your ranking. Uh, so that's some of the things that we go over. Once we've done that with the site, then we look at building new content. And that's where the keyword research comes in and saying, okay, where do we want to take this, this trip? Do we want to go down? In fact, that was actually how this whole series of SEO came about is that I was looking at even though there's a monstrous amount of SEO content out there, uh, there really wasn't that many SEO podcasts and yet it was still such a popular topic. I said, well, I've got to cover it just in case you guys had questions. And so SEO really, in my mind, is an overall strategy for a website to, to achieve a goal. I mean, that's really how my mind works on it. I think a lot of times when you're reading an SEO article, search and optimization article, it's all about the technical aspects of keywords and keyword density and links and understanding domain authority and all that. And that does play a role and it's a very big role. Um, but at the same time, just understanding the overall strategy, I think, is so much more important. How does it work? Well, it works. And that was the second part of the question. So it works because what Google does is that we're, I'm having to understand what the Google algorithm does. And I, no one really understands it completely. But basically, as it's crawling pages, it's looking for things to say, why does this page rank? And there's different factors. And we've talked about those in the last few weeks, so I'm not going to review them too much. But, you know, if it goes over a page and it sees a link from that page to another page, then that's basically voting for that page about that topic. And Google's smart enough to read the words around the link, understand that there's a context to this, to this page and to this content. And so just understanding that whole thing, when Google crawls and understanding that it's got two sets of information, it's got the crawling information, so which is the, the pages, and then it also has the queries, which people are typing in, and it matches those two together. That's how it works, is that you're basically creating a page that Google likes to see and people like to read. And that is it in a nutshell. So uh, in the same line of thinking, uh, I got another question here. What is black hat SEO? Well, black hat SEO, uh, you know, you've ever heard the uh, sort of white hat, uh, white hat, black hat, you know, sort of there's a uh, good and evil, so to speak. I think most of what I see on SEO is all gray, to be honest with you. But black hat SEO would be where you're using the word sort of you're, you're spammy. In fact, even the almost all the Fiverr stuff that you can do SEO things on, are are really black hat by definition um, although you know i don't know how much they'll penalize you for if you were to get caught using them for the most part anything you're doing uh, by definition by google's definition anything you do to manipulate the search results is considered like artificially manipulate the search results is considered black hat so pretty much any almost any seo could be considered black hat by that definition, which is why I say it's all gray. Uh, the best way to avoid black hat would be anytime you're going to pay for links, anytime you're on uh, something, I think one of the easiest ways to do it, is this a get rich quick thing? Is this a get it done quick sort of result? If it is, chances are that 
it's probably in that black hat realm. If you're unsure, it probably is black hat. If you're creating content, quality content, and then you're reaching out to people and you're, and you're creating content for them and it's linking back, would that be considered black hat? Yeah, it could be. But if you're doing it with the right motivation and attitude, I think um, in my mind, I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, and I think it works. So I think you've got to make your own judgment call. I know when I'm with clients, uh, as far as black hat is concerned, um, I explain to them, in fact, even in my contract, I said, you won't do any Fiverr stuff. I have nothing against those Fiverr guys. Um, they're doing the best job they can. It's just, I don't want to do anything that artificially is going to do in a short term. And I don't want to have something I have control over. If I'm writing uh, content for uh, a publication and I get a link back to myself or to one of my clients, I've given, I've delivered great content. I didn't, the link is contextual. It's not uh, spammy. It's not adsy. You'll see that in even in my uh, forwardmarketing.com site, uh, I may have affiliate links. Well, what did I do? I follow the protocol of what you're supposed to do, and I know follow those links. So it's just one of those things where you can get into danger by trying to cut corners, and that's really the, to me, that's really what Black Hat is all about, is trying to cut corners to do that. All right, so next question was, uh, is Yoast that effective? Uh, do I need to do anything else with Yoast? Uh, you mentioned Yoast on a podcast. Tell me about Yoast. Okay, so the Yoast SEO plugin for WordPress is my favorite, although there's a bunch of other ones that do it just as well. The, the plugin in and of itself isn't going to help you do anything. Actually, it does do a few things for you. Uh, it creates a sitemap. Some of those things, I guess, are automatic. It gives you really, really easy access to, to do things to optimize your post. Um, but it's not going to do it, like I said, I don't think it's a magic bullet. I don't think you can just install Yoast on a, a WordPress site and, and then it's going to be, oh, wow, it's going to start ranking really well. No, it's all going to be about your content. And if you remember keyword, our keyword episode last week, you could take those keywords, you could put it into your focus keyword section of Yoast. And then when you write your post, Yoast has in it some suggestions on how to make it more optimized. And so I think that's where really the power is. Uh, the other thing that's really powerful that a lot of people don't use, the other thing that's powerful that a lot of people don't use is the uh, sort of link counter that it has. And it can show you how many links are going to each post and how many links are coming out of each post. I think that's a premium feature. But in any case, it's really, it's super valuable to know uh, that each blog post that you have should be linking to something else. That's one of the most important things that you can understand about creating content is it needs to be linked to something else. In fact, it's worthwhile to spend uh, either once you've published it to spend some time or to go back once a month and relink content. And what I mean by that is to go back, let's say you wrote blog post number one, right? But you don't have anything else to link to. So blog post number one is there. Then you got write blog post number two. Well, it's worthwhile to link to go back to blog post number one and link to blog post number two, if that makes sense, especially if it's in the same topic. The same thing goes as you keep going down the list. You don't want to go on blog post 10 and have 10 links going out. What I'm suggesting is that you just link within there and just use good linking strategies. But anyway, Yoast can help out with that. All right. So uh, the next question was, how do I generate traffic? Well, we talked about this um, pretty much for the last several episodes, link building uh, is one of them. Uh, anything that you can do to generate links that's gonna help you rank, 
that's going to help you get more traffic. Uh, I think there's also some social media strategies that you could use. Uh, that's going to be a topic that we're going to cover in just a few weeks. Ultimately, though, it's going to be all about that sort of, you know, creating things that people want to share and people want to read. All right. It's not enough to be an SEO guru, a wizard and get ranked for things that people aren't searching for. You know, and that's uh, that's why you want a certain search volume that we talked about in the keyword uh, keyword research episode. Uh, but really to get traffic, uh, you really need to have a very good sort of SEO strategy as well as I think social media uh, and sort of brand things to get to get like so get really good traffic and you need those links being shared you need those you need links back and forth and that's why when i go all the way back to one of the episodes i said just talk about your passion if you get people who uh even if it's just a hundred who love you and love your content and they share it each one of those hundred even if they're not an necessarily quote unquote an influencer if they were to share that content there's another hundred. I mean, and you just you can see this sort of exponentially can grow, and so that's that would be my my suggestion. Uh, like I said, I'm the SEO thing, and me, the SEO person in me wants to tell you that you just look at the keywords, you write the content, and that it will come. But I don't. I know that's not true. That you have to build the links, and you do need a little bit of social social interaction in order to generate uh, the kind of traffic that you need to to get to the level to where you could live off the income that's generated from. Uh, the website, unless you've got a high ticket thing like a real estate, you know, if you, you could easily do, you know, get 12 leads a year that close and you know, that pays for uh, whatever you would do. So I don't think I answered that really well, but the way that's worded, I think when you're looking for traffic, um, you have to understand the sort of the keyword volume that you're going after. You have to understand uh, what's possible so that you can sort of say, well, am I getting good traffic or not? You know, a thousand visits a month may be excellent if that's the, you know, if your market's really small, whereas if, you know, if there's a million searches for that, then, you know, obviously you're not getting much traffic at all. So I'm going to move on to the next one. It says uh, local SEO. How does that work? What's, why is that different? You mentioned it before. I didn't really understand what local SEO, SEO was and how is that different from regular SEO and all that. So really what I was talking about was local SEO is um, what I'm referring to is sort of the map search. So anytime you do business, and this is really for the small business owners, you know, when I, when I said I had someone complain about the sort of the B2C, B2B, this is really where if they were going to complain, this is really where they could, because this is where if you have a physical location, this is where you can really get a, a low hanging fruit that's available through, uh, through the map search. And so a map search is sort of like the keyword name plus area. So it'd be real estate agents in city, it'd be insurance agents in city, it'd be plumbers in city. So you can see, uh, or near me. Uh, another popular one is like pizza places near me, coffee near me, plumbers near me. Any of that is gonna pull up a map on the search. And if you look at the map, there's a list of people that are on that map. And I call that local SEO. Um, some people call it map-based search. Some people call it Google My Business because that's actually where you rank, where you put your business there. Uh, and how does it work? Is it's got a bunch of different things working for it. There's another episode on this, so I don't want to go into too too great a detail. But basically, when you register your your business, it registers your name, your address, and your phone number and your website. And once you've registered that at Google My Business, it becomes basically like a link. All right, that's what I'm going to call it. They call it a citation or you can call it a nap. And so in order to rank for that, it has a bunch of different factors, just like a piece of content, a page of content has a bunch of different factors. Uh, that page needs to have 
you know, the keywords on it. It needs to have great content. It needs to have a click-through rate. It needs to have all these different links to it, proper site structure, all that. Well, for your citation to rank or for your business to rank on the map, it needs to have citations, which you can get by going to directories. Um, there's uh, our, our company, forwardlocal.com, will create these directories for you and sync them all up so that they're the same. And that's the key thing that whether you do this on your own or whether you get someone else to do it for you is that the same name, address, and phone number needs to be in the same on all of them in order for you to get sort of the juice behind the citation. So you want to get citations from directories, Yelp, those sort of things. You want to get reviews. And so I tell people, if you have one place to get reviews, get them on Google. If you have two places to get them, then get them on Google and Facebook. If you have three places, then go to Yelp. Then go to your third party. Unless you're spending money there, then you can switch that up. But Google is probably the most important because that's where most people search. That's where they search first. And so, uh, so it's the reviews, it's the citations, and then it's really how the content is arranged on your Google My Business. Do you have photos? Do you have those sort of things? Um, but the, mo the thing that you can do to manipulate it the most is, uh, <laughs> I use that word right after saying an answer to the black hat, but the thing that you can do to really influence it is to get the citations. The citations make the biggest difference, and as well as uh, your landing page. So when they click on your website, are they getting the information for, so, so let's say you had a plumber, let's say you were a dentist. Uh, that's a good example. Dentist in near me. Well, if they click on your website, let's say you're looking in a city and your information, you know, the address should be on there. All the information that that customer would need needs to be on that page. And if they go to that page and let's just say, you know, you didn't optimize your page and they go to the page and it's kind of ugly and they bounce. They, so that means they hit back on the back button. Well, that means that your ranking is going to suffer for that. And then the next dentist is going to do well. So that's basically in a nutshell how local SEO works. And that would be what uh, what you need to do is go listen to that episode. Um, and we've also got a guide. I'll link that to that in the show notes. Links, 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 links. How do I build links? Well, we talked about that uh, in another episode. We talked about the nine most effective ways to build links. Uh, everything from creating content like infographics and things that people would share to newsjacking, to my favorite one uh, that's worth mentioning, which is uh, signing up for Help a Reporter Out, uh, where, where reporters send in um, sort of requests for interviews and that sort of thing, the questions they have, uh, and you can, you can respond to them and get, uh, typically get a link back to your business or to your website. Uh, so that's, but I would go back and listen to that episode. I think I covered it there. There's no sense in spending a lot of time on it on this one. All right. So how long does SEO take? I think this is an excellent question. I used to try to tell people, you know, I really wanted to tell them three months. Um, but the reality of it is, is that it could take three to six months. Um, I have one client that, you know, he's seeing amazing results in 30 days, but that is not typical. Um, I've got another client I've been working on for six months and she's not seeing anything yet. And uh, I mean, we see traffic, we see rankings, but we don't see leads yet. And so it's a constant process. It's a diagnose. You know, you go through and diagnose. What are we doing? Are we doing the right things? Uh, are we doing them enough? Uh, and then also understanding where you're at. Uh, do you have a brand new domain that's never been used or never been used properly, and you're starting at zero? You know, to me, it's uh, SEO is a lot like trying to get a uh, a train started. Is that it's very very difficult to get that first wheel to turn. But once the momentum's going, it's very difficult for the train to stop. And that's a good thing in a case of SEO. 
So how long does it take to work? Uh, I think if you hired a professional, you're probably looking at um, anywhere to that three to six month range. I think if you, if you spend a lot of money, you probably could speed that up. Uh, just because the level of content that you'd get, the number of links, the, the links that you'd get are, are going to be faster. But if you were doing it on your own, uh, I'd say nine to 12 months. Um, in fact, some of the professional bloggers out there, you know, definitely took two, three years before they started to see uh, any sort of real income coming from their efforts. So you didn't mention feature snippet in one of the episodes. Um, I think you might've mentioned it as a side. Can you go back over how to set up a feature snippet? Um, I didn't actually, I don't think I ever actually covered how to set up a feature snippet. So feature snippet, um, it's one of those weird sort of topics that isn't really long enough for me to talk a whole episode about, uh, but it's worthwhile to answer it here. 19% of all searches are questions. I thought that was a cool stat. But um, basically, a feature snippet is an answer, is, is basically you're answering a question. So you could create a question post and then answer the question sort of concisely in a sort of paragraph format with a header and then uh, and then expand on that question. And so that would be basically it. Now, one of the best places to go to see the kind of questions that you might want to answer is called um, Answer the Public. And answerthepublic.com, if you type in a question, like so I typed in SEO, and it gave me you know just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of options. One of my favorite sites for content, and if you, uh, we didn't include it on the keyword research one because Although it gives you some keyword research, it really just kind of gave you a bunch of questions. So um, in this case, uh, you should use it to get the questions that you may want to answer, especially if you're trying to go after feature snippets. Um, and then you can also use a tool like SEMrush to see if questions that you're asking, that you're trying to target, do they have a feature snippet that's available? You know, And so that's, a, that's kind of an important deal. If there's not enough search volume, then Google's not going to create the feature snippet that's kind of important. Uh, one thing to keep in mind is that when you're answering the question, you've got to answer the specific question. You've got to be concise, um, but don't answer it so much that they don't want to click on the result. So um, an example one I read was like, how old is Donald Trump? They display the answer there. So there's no need to click. And so that's the key to understanding the feature snippet is that you can go after them, but you also need to understand that once you've got it, that you want to have an answer that causes someone to click on the result. Otherwise, it's kind of a wasted effort. Uh, but that's it. I mean, really, there's no um, there's no special trick to getting a feature snippet. You've just got to have the right content uh, with answering a question for that. And uh, when I typed in SEO for answer the public, I thought it was interesting. One of the top questions was, will SEO die? And uh, to answer that question, I will say no. As long as there are search engines there will always be people who want to optimize the content to rank number one. Uh, so where to start? Uh, where to start with the tools? Where to start learning how to do SEO? I just don't know where to start to get information. Well, hopefully this podcast is helping, but if not, one of the best places to go is moz.com, moz.com. I don't really think their tools are actually used by SEO people anymore, although they are the most popular. Uh, you kind of have to have Moz or be aware of Moz just because of the level of influence. Uh, my favorite thing they do is called Whiteboard Fridays, and the videos are very, very good, much better than, than my content. That's kind of the content I'm, I'm sort of shooting for. But they have a sort of how to learn SEO. I think that's great if you've never done anything with that. If you're looking for something outside of the sort of generic suggestion of Moz, 
there's a, a website called Backlinko. Uh, it's called Backlink, and then the word, and then the letter O. dot com. Uh, he's got some great guides on there, um, particularly one about keyword research that I thought was excellent. And um, that's another good one to do. Obviously, you can use Google and type in any question that you have about SEO and pretty much get an answer. Uh, I know it's daunting uh, to do that. And then, uh, like I said, it's my podcast. But one thing I do want to tell you about is coming in 2018, I will be releasing a sort of guide for SEO for small business owners, real estate agents, and those kind of people that you could sign up for and have access to videos and tutorials on how to do everything SEO related. Uh, and it's going to walk, uh, it's not high, so high level that it, um, I mean, I'm not trying to win any awards for the content necessarily. Like, and what I mean by that is by making it deep. Um, and you'll understand what I'm saying. If you go to see Backlinko, guy talks about these different tools. He talks about all these different things and it's just like overload. Like it was clear that he wanted to rank for, you know, keyword research. This, that's what this is about. This is about helping uh, business owners and, and entrepreneurs sort of do you know, do the SEO work on their own or be able to sit a, a virtual assistant down or their assistant down in front of the computer and say, you know, watch these videos and then do the content. And that's what that's about. So we're going to be releasing that next year. So what I'm going to ask you to do is if you're already on our mailing list is please fill out the survey for me. Uh, that will let me know kind of what topics to talk about and let me know what kind of uh, conversations that you want to have. If you fill out the survey, my promise to you is that you will get free access to this as well as free access to uh, anything that we create at the beginning of the year around SEO. Um, that's my promise to you if you listen to this and, um, and you do that. I would love it also if you gave me a review, obviously, on iTunes. But you can also email me. Uh, you can ask me a question at joshua at fordmarketing.com. That's joshua at 4rdmarketing.com. I'm happy to answer any sort of SEO questions. I'm sorry if I didn't get to your question today. I wanted to keep the episode kind of under 30 minutes. So, um, but I think we covered a lot. What I want to tell you guys next week is we've got an exciting episode for you. Um, we actually have uh, the next sort of three weeks. We're going to be going, kind of going away from SEO. We're going to talk about Facebook marketing. And uh, I've got a special guest coming in. This guy, I have a, he's got such a great story of how he's leveraged Facebook marketing. He had won, he actually won the competition uh, back, back how many years ago, back when a mobile app came out for Keller Williams. He actually won the competition for the most number of downloads. He's got a great story around that. But basically, he's going to talk to you about how to generate really, really low cost leads by just understanding how Facebook works. And uh, I thought I knew how to do Facebook marketing. But when I heard him talk about it, I said, I've got to have him on the podcast instead of me. Uh, and so he's going to be going over sort of A to Z, uh, how to use Facebook for marketing and how to sort of leverage the ads that are there. And then we're also going to go over uh, video and how to use video for lead generation. Um, and in fact, how to, how to make video your content strategy for 2018. That's really the subject of that episode. And uh, I know you're kind of like, oh no, I'm gonna not gonna listen to that episode because it's about video and I don't wanna do video. But really I think as far as a business owner, it might be the most leveraged way for you to generate massive, massive amount of content and, and really massive leads. And so we're going to go over that. It was my key strategy to selling over 100 homes in one year. If you're a real estate agent, you want to tune in. And believe me, you can do this. If I can do it, then you can do it. I mean, you hear <laughs> you hear the podcast. You hear it, you probably can see, go and Google me and see the videos I created. And I kid you not, they were successful. So 
Uh, anyway, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I would love it if you would rate it, review it, 